0: Bye. What's up, everybody? This is David Jagno from TheCoalition.com, and we are here with another episode of Turnbase, the RPG podcast. We are on episode 29 now, coming up on 30, which means we're almost to as many episodes as Rich is Old. So that's
1: awesome. Wow, that's horrible. Why Yo, you have to
2: put him on blast like that, man.
1: That's a I do, I, just for the record, I don't know. I don't know who, what, what rich he's talking about because I am one of the youngest people on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, yeah. We'll uh
0: Yeah, so we've had a little bit of a hiatus here. Uh, we have some vacationing, had some holiday partying. I went to Disneyland, had a good time. Everyone was busy. But we're back on schedule now. We're going to get back to every two weeks, giving you the RPG goodness that all of you hundreds of thousands of people listen to out there in the magical world of the Internet. So why don't everyone introduce yourself? Uh, Obviously, you you know me. I'm David, and I'm joined with three people this time. We've got a party. It's more than usual. So Why don't you all just go around the proverbial table here and introduce yourself?
2: Yep, Gary Swaby here. You know me. That's it. Yeah, you're born.
3: That's I thought Yeah, throwback. Back.
1: Throwback. Back. Yeah. And of course, you already know Richard Bailey. <laughs> you know,
0: Mr. E.I.C. There he is. That's it. And that—that's everybody. It's not really that exciting. <laughs> I built it up more than it really was worth, but that's okay. That's okay. All right, so first we'll just get into what we've been playing, like usual. It's uh, been a while, so I'm going to keep it brief instead of talking in depth because I've been playing a lot over the past couple weeks. Uh, While I was gone, I played a lot of my Vita. Uh, You know, a lot of plane flights, sitting in hotel, or not, not hotel, I'm sorry, sitting in the airports and all that kind of stuff. So I played a lot of my Vita. Uh, I started Dragon Fantasy Book 1. It's very old school, like NES, Dragon Quest, old school. But it's good. It's really funny. It's very self-aware. It makes fun of itself. It's a cool game. Um, then also on my Vita, I played a lot of Kill Zone. That's not an RPG, but I did play a lot of it. Then since I've been back, I've been playing a little bit of Guild Wars 2, trying to get back into that with the new content they added. Uh, there's a massive massive new boss that's like the size of a continent almost it's huge and it's apparently really difficult which is good because a lot of the content recently has been very easy and people haven't had any trouble but i've seen screenshots in the guild wars 2 facebook group of just hundreds of people dead just wiped out and so i'm looking forward to trying it it looks very good um then i've been playing final fantasy 13 2 i'm still not done with that but I'm around, I guess, 16 or so hours in, so I'm getting kind of near the home stretch. I'm probably about three-fourths of the way through the game. Whoops, that was my phone. I'm going to silence that now. But yeah, I'm nearly done with Final Fantasy XIII 2, so I'm excited about that. Um, that's pretty much it. I've been playing a few other random things here and there, but the, that's the big stuff.
2: All uh, right um I I really haven't been playing much um past couple of weeks uh, I played some Pokemon on my 3DS um I, I actually got the final gym badge now so um I'm um I'm doing the Pokemon League right now so yeah I'm almost um at the end of the game really I mean the game doesn't really end because you know you can um you can do a lot of stuff even after you beat the main story and everything but uh yeah uh, I've been playing that and uh, I, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIII too, also. Um, I, I beat the game before, like, when it first came out, but um, I decided to start playing it again because David was going to play it. And um, uh, recently I played the DLC for the first time, the, the Lightning DLC, which is pretty fun to play. Um, it's basically just a battle with um, one of the characters. I don't want to give out any spoilers or anything, but... Um, the, the ending of the D L C is pretty interesting and it sets up the next game uh very well. So it's definitely worth checking out if you've beat the game already. Um aside from that I haven't really played any Yeah, I'm gonna
0: yet. definitely get that.
2: Yeah, definitely do. I know um I know Asad has played it as well. Like he's played um Thirteen Two. I saw him playing it. I was spying on
3: him. I actually have the game Thirteen Two. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have you, the game thirty-two. um
2: what do you I think, think?
3: Of it? Yeah. Uh, it's a big improvement over the 13, uh, 13 chapter of the game. I mean, they did bring back, they did um, take on board Square Enix a lot of the feedback, the negative feedback that thirteen got, particularly with the combat system. Brought on Triace to work on the game mechanics. I like some of it, but I don't like it all. I do like the combat, it's exhilarating, it's exciting, you're actually involved, it's fun to watch. But then it seems very condensed. I don't think the world to explore is broad enough. Because Final Fantasy has been known to make these wonderful... Um, enchant um Well, not enchanting, but exciting and interesting worlds. It seems very condensed and a little too... What's the one? Is it no not realistic. Believable. It's it's yeah, you. imagination I, I doesn't really do much of the you. work in that game.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you because I feel like whenever I'm playing that game, I'm getting snapshots of potential more interesting areas, but I'm not getting to fully experience them. I I prefer a game that does one giant world well rather than a game that does a dozen different ones okay. Exactly. Yeah, then what Lighting Returns looks like it might be. So I'm excited for that. But we'll talk about that more later. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. So what else I've been playing? There is an RPG that I have been playing as well. It's a game called Black Gods, which was released recently released. It's like a turn-based uh, role-playing game in the same vein of games like King's Bounty and Disciples, Heroes of Might and Magic. It's very dark and grim world and it's set in the Dark Eye universe. There's a lot of tactics and strategy involved since you're working on a massive turn-based map while you're battling opponents. It's really interesting because it brings a lot of RTS elements into it too. We, When it affects the terrain and uh, your position of your party members, you can attack the environment as well like set some bushes on fire so the enemy will pass through and take damage it's bloody challenging too it's really difficult and some and unfortunately it's the balance of power is usually not us not usually in your favor and sometimes battles tend to be won with luck but i like the challenge it poses and uh If anyone's into turn based strategy or RPG games, then that's definitely worth checking out. Even if you're not, it's still worth checking out. Hmm.
1: Cool. Well. Cool beans. Wait, 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 wait. Were you finished?
3: Yeah, I'm finished. (laughs) Good, Richard. What else have you been playing at all? Or playing anything interesting?
1: Well, I played a game, which I will also talk about in more detail later, the Banner Saga. Um, This is also... Excuse me.
0: Excuse me. The Banner Saga trademark.
1: There you go. There you go. Yeah, we got our trademark is in there. Yes. Yeah. We'll get into that later as well. (laughs) (laughs) But this game is pretty much also a turn-based RPG. Um, If you are into Viking in uh, Norse mythology, you will most certainly love this game. You know, I didn't really know what to expect when I got the game. I just know I really loved the art style. Um, But I was pleasantly surprised once I started to play it and I got into it very, very quickly. Um, There are positives and negatives, but I'm going to save that for when we talk about the game a little bit later. Uh, I'm also going to say, as a surprise to those of you who are in this, on on this show, you may not be aware, but I'm going to let you know now, there are two games that I am downloading right now as we uh, are recording the show, um, which we'll talk about later, but I actually am downloading Black Guards and Killzone Mercenaries, so oh. I expect to play with you guys at some point. I'm just letting you know. Well, in advance.
0: (laughs) No, my Vita broke. Looking forward to that day.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, that's all I've played for now. Just the Banner Saga trademark. Yes, that's all for now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. It sounds like everyone's been kind of playing different, diverse things, which is always good. And we'll just go ahead and get started. I guess at the top, Um, we're going to talk about something kind of different. We're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, This is a Kickstarter game. And a lot of Kickstarter games, you can tell they're made by an indie developer. Uh, You know, maybe it has kind of rudimentary graphics or they're simple or maybe they're kind of small in scope or something like that. But this is a game that if I saw a screenshot of it, I would think it's, you know, possibly a new Elder Scrolls. Or it might be a new game from um, from CD Projekt Red, or you know any other AAA RPG developer. And because this game is called Kingdom Come Deliverance, it's being developed by a studio called Warhorse, and it is made up of some veterans, and they, they know what they're doing. Um, but the game is just is beautiful. I mean, it it looks incredible, and they're going for a very hyper realistic take on medieval. Uh, there's no fantasy. Basically, the tagline on their Kickstarter is Dungeons and no Dragons. Because it's all, all medieval, but no fantasy. And so it's going to be very, very realistic. Uh, authentic medieval combat. They consulted like medieval combat experts. They have like realistic weaponry. Everything is very, very authentic. And it looks incredible. The cool thing that I'll note, though, before I get your guys' feedback... About this game is that the Kickstarter goal is only 300,000, which is very low for a game of this scale. But that's because the Kickstarter is only being used as a proof of concept. They have investors lined up, but the investors are unsure if this game would be popular. So they had to go on Kickstarter to prove that there would be an audience for it. So the Kickstarter is just a way for them to get more money in the future. They have almost a month left of their campaign, and they're already at 383,000. So they're going to get a lot of money without even going to the investors afterwards. They're going to get a ton of money. And that's why this game's on Kickstarter.
2: Whoever doubted them must feel really stupid now.
0: Oh, I know. (laughs) Because now, now what's probably going to happen, I wouldn't be surprised if they just don't even have anyone invest. They might just be able to do it all through Kickstarter. (laughs) Yeah. That's
1: going to be hilarious.
0: (laughs) In Kingdom
3: Come Deliverance. We got it's a nice change from all the fantasy medieval um scenarios that we usually get in role playing games. We are used to seeing our orcs and our imps and our goblins and our mages and our wizards and the um debauchery you see in The Witcher Two and Dragon Age. You probably get that in this game as well this time it's going to be in a more realistic more realistic environment since it looks like medieval Europe I, th- I think this game is actually based in a medieval European country isn't it? yeah, yeah, I think it is either way I've already mentioned that um, it has shades of Mountain Blade because Mountain Blade attempted to uh Uh, recreate a medieval realistic world with no magic and um, no fantasy uh, um, living entities like goblins and such and looking at the visuals I don't think pulling off a fantasy uh, medieval realistic environment they couldn't have done it without the CryEngine 3 I mean the amount of detail that went into the setting and the characters they couldn't have done it without this graphics engine and going back into um, there's RPG elements of course, improving your character, mixing up classes yeah I call them classes warrior, rogue bard The combat system, I think David, did you already mention about the realistic combat system and they brought in actual martial arts experts?
0: Yeah, yeah, I already mentioned all that. And um, uh, real quick, I'm just going to read a little snippet from the Kickstarter page to give you an idea of uh, not only how realistic they're trying to make it, but also how funny the developers are. Uh, You know, on their page they put, uh, you will not find any dragons, half-naked elven warriors, Or wizards in Kingdom Come Deliverance. At no point will you have to collect seven pieces of a legendary magic staff to defeat an ancient (laughs) evil bent on destroying the world with an army of demons. We think there are enough (laughs) such games out there. And they basically say that it's. uh, you can think of it as Braveheart, the game, more or less. Um, The castles aren't going to look like they're taken from Disneyland. They're going to look period accurate and realistic. And, yeah, I'm, I'm ridiculously excited for this game. It's, um, it, it looks fantastic. And Oh, here's a really good description. Oh, yeah. they, they put in a line here that describes it perfectly. It's pretty much mixed up everything you, you just said. It says, We're mixing the freedom and mechanics of Skyrim, the setting of Mountain Blade, the storytelling of The Witcher and Red Dead Redemption, and the tough combat of Dark Souls into a single package. Wow, that it's basically awesome. Arma. Yeah, it's basically Arma, but a medieval fantasy version of Arma. It says here so, you can also raise armies. You can bring yeah, armies and, into the battlefield. Yeah, and it's pretty much a sandbox game, too. Like, you can do whatever you want, really. And it's going to be huge. Like, I think that it's, like, almost four square miles. Is how big the world's going to be. And, I mean... Like, it in a lot of ways, this could end up being, like, my perfect game. Like, I, if it ends up being as good as it can be. But, of course, you know, it's probably three years away from launch or something like that. But it's definitely a game to keep your eye on. And you should back it. So, go do that.
2: Yeah, I might and even do that myself.
0: Yeah, it, you should. It definitely
2: I looks mean, impressive.
0: Yeah, because since it's an indie game, too, it's it's going to be cheaper. Like, if you back it on Kickstarter, for 25 uh you can choose any platform whenever it releases. Because it, it might even come out on consoles if they get it approved, which I'm sure they will. PC, please.
3: Yeah, yeah a, that, that's where I would get game, it. Right.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's PC all over it. Sorry, Rich.
1: No. Actually, that page says Mac as well, and it also says next-gen consoles.
0: (laughs) However, so however, let's be real. There's an asterisk next to the consoles, and I don't think anyone looking to play this game owns a Mac. I'm just going to say that. Rich
2: will be like the only person owning this game on the Mac.
0: Wow. Terrible. (laughs) Macs are whack.
1: Oh, I won't go that far, but yeah, sure. <laughs> can,
2: can you even adjust right, so. game settings on the Mac?
1: Yes, you can.
0: Man, I don't know. You probably can't even aim down a scope in a shooter with no right mouse click. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll leave him alone for now.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll move on to another topic. More. <laughs>
0: uh, this is going to be quick. There's not a whole lot of news about this game yet. But this is another one that very well could end up being almost like a dream game for a lot of people. Uh, Shadow of Mordor is an upcoming uh, next-gen. Well, it's going to be on both uh, next-gen and current-gen RPG. And the... Or no, I think it might be on only next-gen. I don't know. I'll have to check later. But uh, Shadow of Mordor, it's Lord of the Rings. Uh, You get to play as... I forgot what the type of creature is called, but he's... Kind of like in between a wraith and a human. Uh, I used to be a ranger, and so you get kind of a dual character, uh, different paths and skills that you get to choose from. Uh, A lot of people are kind of saying it's basically like Assassin's Creed and Batman plus Lord of the Rings is the feeling that people are getting, and it looks really good. Like It it looks like it might be one of the best Lord of the Rings games. So I have pretty
2: high hopes for that. What, What do you guys think about it? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely keeping my eyes on that.
0: <laughs> and I think
2: you oh, played hey, more bad.
0: in the north a little bit, haven't you,
2: Gary? Yeah, I did. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I played it for a couple hours. Um, I I kind of wish I beat the game, but, you know, I kind of stopped playing because um, of other stuff that came up. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think this one is going to be a lot better. Like, I think this is going to be the Lord of the Rings game that everyone plays.
3: Is this just me, or does this game look awfully familiar to Assassin's Creed 2? I mean, I don't want to draw comparisons between the two, because they're two separate genres, but you if you've noticed in the gameplay of Middle-earth Shadows of Mordor, you'll notice that his animations are almost familiar, his sneaking's almost familiar, the parkour's almost familiar the combat's almost familiar you can't yeah. there are all these um rumors that the port that the um source code for Assassin's creed 2 is ported to this game you can't help but kind of um believe that those rumors just might be plausible
0: did you here's a fun yeah. fact actually did you know that in shadow of mordor you play as a character named Ezio Desmond Kenway? What? <laughs> Are
2: you serious? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I thought you was being serious. But yeah, you're you're not the first to say that Assad, because um, you yeah, know, there, there's been articles about that, drawing comparisons and stuff. And um, I mean, my opinion on it is, yeah, it's it's a little fishy that it looks so similar to Assassin's Creed, but um, for a Lord of the Rings game you know, um, they, they're they going for the mainstream audience, I think, with this game. So, like, uh, they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They just have to create a game that's accessible to the mainstream, and, you know, Assassin's Creed is proven to be accessible to the mainstream because it's popular. So, you know, if they're going to um base the game on that formula, then as long as, you know, it does actually have enough lore from the Lord of the Rings in it, then, you know, fair play to them.
0: And no. all I know is I'm happy that they're not doing a Hobbit movie tie-in game, because that probably would have been terrible. Oh. Yeah, they no. tried that last time on the PS2. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, I'm... yeah. And I think this game looks pretty awesome, honestly. I, I really liked War in the North, and this looks like a better version in every single conceivable way than that game. So I'm, I'm, I'm all on board, you know. It looks
1: good to me. I'll take does that the as... EIC,
2: does the EIC have an opinion?
1: Yeah, my opinion is that I think it looks also amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't really have any high expectations for the game. Um, So we have to see how it turns out. But so far, from what I've seen, it looks great. I most certainly will play it. Um and just to just to give people a little bit of uh background, I have played Lord of the Rings games before. I feel the need to, to make that no, very clear. I know no. no, I know, I know David made a mention of if they made a Hobbit game, it would be horrible. I agree with that, but I will say this, that game that they made based off of the original movies, um, where they actually use cutscenes from the film and interlaid it into the game. That was awesome. I enjoyed that that game. Yeah, but see um, the difference is the I'm two towers that...
0: is a good movie. Yeah. The Hobbit is boring. That's the difference.
3: Mm. I wholeheartedly uh, agree with that.
2: Yeah, I don't the Hobbit was. Oh, okay. I agree with that. It, was, like, well, I, it wasn't. 100%. It doesn't stand up against you know the original Lord of the Rings movies, but like it's it's okay. I'd watch it at least once.
3: They look nice. That's it. Special effects. woo! And why are these... Why are the
0: orcs CGI? Why are the orcs real?
3: I know, but they were believable in the Lord of the Rings movies, weren't they? No. They broke
0: my immersion every time they're on the screen. (laughs) 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 Alright, now before we get too bogged down, uh, we still have a bunch of news topics to get through. So we're going to do some rapid fire here real quick. Um... Sony Online Entertainment, everyone knows them, right? They make a lot of awesome games like EverQuest and Planetside. Uh, But they're shutting down four currently running MMOs. And three of them are kind of meh. I mean, they're not going to affect too many people, really. But there's one big one in there. Um, One is Free Realms. That game is significant because it's geared towards children. It was one of the first children-themed MMOs. It's also on PS3.
2: Yeah, I remember playing that.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, people have heard of that one. Uh, then you have Star Wars The Clone Wars. I forgot that game existed. No one cares about it. Then there's Wizardry Online, which has only been around for about a year. Star Wars. Uh, so, I mean, Wizardry is surprising because it's so new, but I guess it didn't really find an audience. Then the fourth one. This is the one that really surprises me. Is Vanguard Saga of Heroes. That game has been around since around the same time EverQuest 2 came out. So it's been around for almost 10 years, I want to say. And it's been pretty successful. A lot of people still play it. A couple months ago, they just instituted a huge overhaul of the game. They put in a lot of new features, new content, kind of revamped things. But I'm guessing that it didn't draw in as many new players as they were hoping and that's why they're shutting it down to make room for the new EverQuest games coming out later this year. But yeah, that's kind of a big one. I mean, that, that MMO was originally subscription-based, and now it's free-to-play. And so, I mean, that one is pretty surprising to me. I didn't expect that one to get shut down. Um, the reason why, another reason why this is significant is because in order to subscribe to the All Access Pass, which was originally $20 and gave you access to premium content in all of their free-to-play MMOs, which included the four I just mentioned, EverQuest 1, EverQuest 2, DCU Online, um, Planetside 2, and a bunch of others. You know, they have a lot of MMOs running. Then 20 bucks a month would get you access to premium content in all of them. Uh, now that these four MMOs are going away, they're lowering that to 15 So I guess that's kind of a good thing coming out of it. But uh, do any of you guys have any experience with any of these? I'm guessing Assad might, but I probably would assume Rich and Gary don't.
2: No, I don't.
0: To be honest, I'm not all too surprised.
3: It's it's kind of sad to see these RPGs go, especially uh, Free Realms, especially Free Realms. This is one of the more kid-friendly games, and we uh, out there for the younger generation. And I think we need a bit more of those titles to um, introduce the younger generation into this this um, era of gaming. Uh. Regarding the shutdown, I think everyone saw this coming, especially with EverQuest just around the corner. And um, their new EverQuest game. Um, Is it really... I didn't think they really needed that much focus on these four MMOs. They needed to shut them down. Because the new EverQuest is um, being worked on right now. I think Star Wars being shut down might have had because Disney had something to do with it, obviously. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because closing down LucasArts and all that, and they own the property property rights to uh, the Star Wars franchise, which means that Sony won't be able to be doing anything with them anymore. It's just that it was a bit of a shame, because the people who were playing this, they must have been, they were a dedicated group. One's playing uh, Free work, Free Realms and Vanguard, so they're gonna. Ha- it's gonna be a bit of a um, a trek for them to switch to something else. But having said that, um, this is gonna be a good thing since EverQuest now can be focused on fully, and uh, all the focus has to be on EverQuest next, because this is Sony's, Soe's, next big thing. Everyone's looking forward to EverQuest next because it's going to be one ambitious project and it's going to be um, it's going to be competing with the other heavy hitters like Rift and the, uh, Guild Wars 2 and the forthcoming Bliss. Is it Bliss or Bless? Bless. Bless.
0: I'm going to get,
3: get those um, titles mixed up. What's wrong with me? So yeah, Bless, Neverwinter, yeah. Rift... Everquest is going to offer a lot it's going to offer something new for the um the MMO RPG crowd so maybe these four um these the four games shutting down might be actually a good thing because this this could be EverQuest's this could be um Everquest's next chance to um grow and the company can actually um Concentrate on making EverQuest Next their best MMORPG yet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with that point. Uh, Just, I know that from people I know and personal experience, um, you know, people that don't play MMOs very often, it's hard for them to understand this, but, you know, people that play an MMO, that play an MMO very dedicated, uh, That for a lot of people that kind of becomes their life. You know, that, that be, that's almost their identity for a lot of people. I mean, you have people that probably met their potential spouse or someone like that in Vanguard. That game's been around long enough. And, you know, that's that's what they do together. They play Vanguard with their friends. You know, they have a guild that they play with that's all their best friends. Everyone they know plays that game. And whenever you take that away, it's like taking away a piece of that person. And that's why cool. it sucks that MMOs have to get shut down. But it's it's inevitable, and I mean, hopefully, people that play those games find another game to play. Uh,
1: I, I just wanted like to say something very briefly. Uh, I will hope that these MMOs are not more important than someone's life. But uh, yeah, I just had to say that. Sometimes so they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, for
0: some people, it is. But I don't. I don't mean to say that it's more important than. But i I'm, okay. Imagine if tomorrow you woke up, and the Coalition was gone, and he never got to speak to any of us again.
1: Oh, that would be devastating.
0: Yeah, see, that would suck. We're, we're like best be- friends, you know? Yep. And that that's how people yes. are with MMOs. They, every day, they play the game, they talk to those people, and so, I mean, it, it would just suck for those, for those people that have that part of their life taken away.
2: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, man, I mean, imagine if you woke up one day, and there was no Nintendo, like, Oh, wait.
0: Never
1: mind. Who cares? Who
0: cares? about Nintendo? shit Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next. These are two quick news topics. Well, the first one, I'm going to get some feedback. But the second one, I'm just going to, real quick, I'm not even going to ask you guys for feedback. That's how quick it's going to be. All right. The first topic is a Fable Trilogy bundle that was announced. Uh, which is cool, you know. Um, That's on top of the fact that they're re-releasing the first game. I think they're calling it like a Fable anniversary. It's coming to Xbox 360. Uh, Not PC. There's no date for that yet, but I guess it's not really needed since the Lost Chapters is already on PC anyway. But yeah, so Fable Trilogy was announced, which is cool. Um, I was never really a fan of those games, so it's whatever to me, but I know there's a lot of people that like them. Oh, what about you guys? Fable. Whoop be I'm done.
2: I, <laughs> yeah, I've, I've never really... I mean, I, I played Fable 1, but first one, um, yeah, the rest I haven't played, so, you know, I really don't have much interest.
1: Only, only have uh, a few things to say about this. Number one, a very dumb move that this is not going to be on the Xbox One. Xbox 360... Yep. Well, I I don't care about that at all now. So that's a very stupid move. Plus, this is coming out the same day as as the anniversary. So I don't understand what Microsoft is doing as far as uh, behind closed doors. But, yeah, um, just not a good move.
0: (laughs) Yep, yep, I agree. I mean, because the way I look at it, the PS3, is going to be around for a little bit longer just because Japanese developers don't want to switch yet and they're releasing, you know, like, Tales games and more RPGs and stuff are still coming out on the PS3. But the 360, like, that ship sailed. You know, I (laughs) I can't imagine why someone would release a game on 360 now. So, I don't know. Talking about the Fable Trilogy,
3: I understand it has a massive fan base. And I understand that it has a cult following in a way. I don't know why. What is it about Fable that people like so much? I mean, I kind of like Fable 2. I sort of liked Fable 1, but Fable 3,
0: I couldn't effing stand. I was, <laughs> I mean... It, for me, Fable, it's like someone took a good RPG and then Disney vomited on it.
1: Wait, yeah, whoa. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. That's what Fable is
1: to me. Yeah. Shots and at Disney. Yep. Well, uh, all 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 I will say is this: the reason why I say it's a dumb decision that it's not on the Xbox One is because Fable Legends is gonna come on Xbox One. That could have been the perfect way to introduce a new audience to the series. But I guess they said no. This oh, this can only be on Xbox 360. So. A missed opportunity, to say the least. <laughs> I'd say
0: the biggest missed opportunity is the fact that the that this trilogy collection doesn't include Fable: The Journey, because that's definitely the best one.
1: Oh yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good point. <laughs> Everything is better with Connect. That's that's all I gotta say.
1: No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it's not. All right, so we're going to move on now. This is real quick, rapid fire. This one, not even going to talk to you guys. But I'm just going to promote myself real quick. You should check out thecoalition.com and read the top free MMORPGs to play. That's what you should go read right now. And I made a video about it, and you can listen to my voice and look at the pretty pictures and video. And that's what you should go watch and you should read it because it's the best thing on the site. That's all. <laughs> now moving on, we're going to talk about Lightning Returns, because that game's coming out very, very soon, uh, just in a couple of weeks, really, from the date we're recording this. And I know that Gary and I have played the demo. Gary played it at E3. Uh, Rich knows about the game. Uh, Asad's looking forward to the game. So I'll go ahead and let you lead this discussion, Gary, since you're the probably the biggest Final Fantasy fanboy with your Lightning figure that you're staring at oh, on your oh. wall right now. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and just talk to us about Lightning Returns and what you think of that demo.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. So. <laughs> he's laughing at crazy. Okay, so the demo, um, it was it was basically the same um, level that I played at E3 and um, Eurogamer last year. Uh, but... There was a few differences this time around. Um, you know, you could actually play around with the scheme the schema um system and you know, you can switch up like her uh, her costumes hey, and her moves and everything. Do you have any
0: idea why they didn't just call it paradigms again?
2: I, I don't know. I mean it does work differently, so but they, they could have got away with calling it paradigm system. I, I wish know. I wish they had.
0: Maybe. It's stupid. Alright, go on. Go on.
2: Yeah, um, so you get to play around with that a little bit. Um, you know, you have some, you have different costumes and um, swords and shields and everything that you can play around with. You can change the colors on the costumes and everything, and that's pretty cool. Um, I, I hope that there's, you know, a lot of different options in the final game, because um, you know, in, in in the other games, it feels like there's not enough items. Like in the other thirteen. Yeah, I games. know. I saw in
0: one of the trailers that you can even customize the colors that's how, like, tons of colors, options. Yeah. And there's, yeah. like, hundreds of weapons and armor pieces, and it, oh, oh my god, it! it is my Final Fantasy to play that game.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, on top of that, you also, um, you also get to play around with, like, the, the system where you can, um, I forget what they call it now, but you can share your battle scores and everything. And that seems like a cool concept. Um, i I believe they're going to have like Facebook and Twitter integration and stuff like that, so you can share your battle scores across different social networks. And that's a good idea because you know battles are a big thing in Final Fantasy games, and um, I'm hoping there's a lot of tough bosses in this that you know you can so you can really feel like a badass when you beat them and you know share your scores and stuff and, and brag then, about.
0: And then Carl comments about how much of a nerd you are.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the demo. You know, it's pretty much the same level I played already. But um, everything felt more fine-tuned this time around. Even the dialogue seemed a lot more, you know, a lot better. It's probably because they had the cutscene first, so it put everything in context a little bit. But um, yeah, uh, it's a really good demo. You should check it out if you're into Final Fantasy. If you're not into Final Fantasy, you might not like this because it's it's really more of a fan service at this point. So you know, you you might you you'd be better off waiting for what Final Fantasy you? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a casual fan Final Fantasy player, wait for right. Final Fantasy Fifteen and don't play this. What did you guys think though?
0: I can't wait. It was so good. It's just beautiful. It's like all the things, it's all the little tiny things that I liked about the 13 trilogy so far, put into one game and then added more good things on top of it. It's like they took out all the bad. And it's just like distilled awesome lightning. And that's what I like. Because lightning is actually one of my favorite Final Fantasy characters. I mean, her games haven't been amazing. They've been good. But she's a great character. I really, really like her.
2: Yeah, they rarely have, like, a strong female character like that, so that's why I really like Lightning.
0: Yeah, exactly. Usually the females are just side characters in Final Fantasy games. They're just a love interest or something, or the healer, you know, the, but Lightning is, like, awesome. You know, she's. I think she's cooler than Cloud. I'll, I said it there.
2: Oh, wow. Well. A lot, of people, a, a lot, a lot of people will be mad at you.
0: Go ahead. Bring it. Bring it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can't argue with that comment. Um, you know, I, I do like Cloud, but... Uh, well, if, if you played... If, see, the thing is, if you play Final Fantasy VII and you understand the whole story and everything, he's he's sort of a, a fraud a little bit. Like, if you understand yeah, what yeah. happens. But, um, no spoilers. Yeah. yeah. But that that game's old, man. Everybody should have played that by now. But yeah. Um,
0: Whenever seven more games in the to. series have came out, I don't think you can say there are spoilers anymore.
3: Oh yeah, considering how long ago they were <laughs> released. Um, yeah.
2: But yeah, I mean, as I said, um, you played, you know, the other two thirteen uh, games. Do you have any interest in playing Lightning Returns at all?
3: Absolutely. I I I am looking forward to Lightning Returns to be honest. I'm the kind of guy, everyone knows, that leans to Western RPGs. Having said that, I like Japanese RPGs a lot, and I think Lightning Returns might be one of the best examples of what Japan has to offer in terms of uh, role-playing games. And connecting with the Final Fantasy a, um, spectrum, and especially with the Final Fantasy 13 saga, this is going to be, in my opinion, the most refined and best out of the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy. Yeah. the gameplay is more refined. I think the plot is going to be a lot more uh, dramatic and less. Oh, what's the word? comparing, crappy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, crappy. <laughs> In a nutshell, really. I mean, comparing Final Fantasy Thirteen 2's plot to this, I think there's going to be a lot more drama, a lot more intensity, and a, a lot. Um, it's going to be more context sensitive. It's going to be. It's going to yeah. matter what you do when you play as Lightning, and when you're affecting what happens in that world. And talking about the gameplay, when the battle system's been revamped. It's going to. It's got a bit more
0: action based rather than
3: tactical. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a lot more real-time action. Yeah, I'm just going to
0: say real quick, like, I love the combat system. I've only played the quick demo, but I think it took what was cool about the paradigm system and made it better. Because paradigms yeah. were yeah. cool because you could switch on the fly. And uh, one thing that I did like, though, is having multiple party members and you had to set up different decks of paradigms. I like that strategy. And that's gone now because you just play as Lightning. But I think they kept the essence of it, how you can switch on the fly. Um, I really like now, though, that every, each one of your schemas has its own ATB gauge. So mm-hmm. it's like you have three different characters at all times you can just switch between. And you don't have to wait for a recharge. So you can, if you strategize correctly, you can go through an entire fight with, and always be attacking. Because you can just plan out your attacks that way. And it's really fast. It's really fun. And it's graphically is just you know lights out. Like I, games like games like this make me not wish I had a PS4. Like I I don't even care. Like I I can play this game. You know why do I need a PS4?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did, this is actually my last PS3 game. Well, actually no, because I'm getting um, the HD collection Final Fantasy X. But um, you know this is one of my last PS3 games. You know so I'm definitely gonna enjoy playing this. And go out with a bang.
0: Yes, sir. All right, next. um, If you haven't heard Assad talk enough, it's another topic where Assad's going to get to talk. Uh, I'm rubbing my hands. (laughs) And we are going to skip over this topic, since we're running a long time. No! (laughs) No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, The next game where he's going to give some impressions on, this game is in early access right now. Um so a lot of you can go you can go buy it and play it right now if you want. But um he's he's gotten to play a little bit of it. He's a fan of this series. It's a Divinity Original Sin. And uh so just go ahead and tell us a little bit about the game. You're the only one that's played it so far.
3: Alright, so Divinity Original Sin. If anyone's familiar with the Divinity saga from Larian Studio Oh trademark trademark. Trademark it yes. Yep. Don't wanna get the copyrights on us. Uh Divinity Original Sin it's canon with the Divinity story, and it acts as a prequel to two masterpieces. Divine Divin- Divinity and Beyond Divinity, two of the best role-playing games ever made.
0: So good he forgot the name of the first one. That's how good they are. Did I forget the <laughs> name of the first one? I Divine Divinity was <laughs> you first stuttered. One. I was kidding.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, me worried there for a minute. Alright. Uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. Uh... Divinity Original Sin, um, first impressions of what I've been playing, it is actually a lot of fun, I really, it has got an old school feel to it and it stays true to its uh, roots when it started off with Divine Divinity, graphics wise it doesn't actually look that bad, it's highly detailed, it's colourful, the character models for what they are, they present themselves quite well and i love the tactical turn based combat i'm kind of leaning forward i do like real time combat in my rpgs and my rts games but tactical turn based combat there's something about it which kind of um gets you on edge makes you a bit more excited more worried like that time i was fighting david in Mighty magic heroes 6 there was more time yeah, That to... was
0: fun that was great you know you destroyed me but it was so fun
3: i did indeed <laughs> Even though there was more time to think about strategies, you didn't predict what was going to happen you couldn't predict what was going to happen to you and to your party and to your soldiers so you had to so you have to um kind of strategize and bring these scenarios in your head make these scenarios in your head and see which one comes out best that's kind of what happened with divinity original sin when you play the tactical turn based combat it has hints of Diablo and sacred in it as well with in terms of item collecting and item trading um go a little bit more detail into the combat tactical turn based of course you wait you move your um party members into the spaces do get them to do certain commands similar to games like King's Bounty and. Disciples and the rest all those turn-based role-playing slash strategy games There's co-op play so I think there's about four or six people that can play online with you And not only that they can actually it's actually a lot more fun to role-play as these characters when you can actually get into arguments with each other when it comes to certain Moral situations and this affects their stats so they become become if they to certain um responses in their arguments, they have become a bit more timid, the characters could become more loyal, more aggressive, more um brave. And you get there's even a tool set. They've even released the tool set. That's what Larry's that's what made Larian Studios so great. They released the tool set that they used to create the game so you can make your own adventures. Uh I think this Divinity Original Sin, I hope it's not overlooked, just because it's like a Kickstarter game, I really hope that it gets the publicity it deserves, because I'm really enjoying this game a lot. I mean, it's very condensed, very compressed. There are things I don't like about it, the lack of voice acting, and those are little nitpicks, okay? The gameplay is a lot of fun. It's a really good addition to the RPG genre, and I think a lot of people should check it out. And this might be a good game to get people into the Divinity Saga and try the other Divinity games, like Divinity Commander, or uh, Divinity 2 Ego Draconis, Divinity 2 The Dragonite Saga, Divine Divinity... Trademark, trademark. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for saving me. Divine Divinity, Beyond Divinity, all those games. So... Divinity Original Sin, please do check it out if you get the chance.
0: There you go. And see, that's an especially impressive endorsement given the fact that the game's in still in early alpha. So, I mean, it's only going to get better. You know, it's very unfinished right now, and it's already a very good game. Which means, <clears throat> I mean, if you're a fan of these kind of games, you should jump in now while it's at a discounted price. And you'll just get the... Even if you don't like playing games in alpha, it would probably be a good idea for you to still buy it now and then you can just wait until it's finished if that's what you want to do. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely I have heard and seen very good things about the game.
2: Um Yeah, I know I know Richard is looking out for that game. Oh. Uh, he likes Divin he likes divinity games.
1: Yeah, that's that's a joke right there. Um I'll just say this. This game it 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 it, it has been better than the game I played. So Game was it a Divinity I game? Yes, it was a Divinity game. Man,
0: you you're still talk trash about that. You played the console version.
1: Well How that well that's that... the other thing too. That's the other thing too. Divinity two. That was it. That was the game I played. On the yeah. Xbox sixty, which mind you was the absolute worst port I have ever had the opportunity to play.
0: Yeah, you see, um, if if you want to consider yourself a PC gamer, eventually, you should replay that on PC and get mm-hmm. the Dragonite Saga version of the game, because that mm-hmm. game's incredible. Mm-hmm. Trademark, yeah, trademark.
1: Sorry, I see trademark, that. I can see that. I can see that. Trademark, trademark. Yes. Yes. But, I'll definitely... Yeah, you,
0: you played the crappy version, and everyone knows that version sucked. But mm-hmm. don't let that taint your view of the actual rest of the series, because... They're pretty high-regarded RPGs.
1: Hey, I believe that.
0: And now, for more of this expert analysis on RPGs from Richard Bailey, you could talk (laughs) about Banner Saga Trademark now, because you reviewed that game for the site.
1: Yes. Well, first and foremost, I am no expert, so let's just make (laughs) sure that the fans look for that first and foremost. Um, Okay, as I said earlier, when I played this game, I didn't really know what to expect from the game. All I know is that I love the art style. It reminds me a lot of Dragon's Lair. I know if yes. anybody in this room is familiar with that yes uh it reminded me it reminded me of that. So once I had a chance to play it, um the reason why this game is just was a big surprise well, first and foremost, we already know Stoic Studios is composed of you know former BioWare developers, the guys that worked on Star Wars, um, they decided to leave the studio and make up their own game because they, they wanted to make a game that they, they were inspired by a lot of games when they grew up. So they wanted to make a game that was going to be unique and different from anything else that's out there. Um, of course, they decided to focus on Vikings and Norse mythology And they brought all that into this game. Uh, Now, the reason why this game is an absolute must-play game, um, first and foremost, if you like games such as Mass Effect, Dragon Age, and you like the story element and the whole having to make choices, decisions, this is the game that you want to play. Um, You know, I had an opportunity to basically sit down and, making a lot of choices that were just so meaningful, like choices to the point where you can choose to bring certain characters into battle, and then if that character dies, that's it. There is no coming back. Oh, it's so seen, that's a lot like Fire Emblem. They, yes, yes, that's exactly what it's like, Fire Emblem, in those regards, um, because it happens. Uh, some characters are supposed to die because it's somewhat scripted, uh, but there's a lot of instances where... This stuff happens, but not just uh, on the battlefield. It also pertains to who you decide to let join your caravan. Because I'm not going to spoil nothing, but there are certain instances where you have an option if you want these people to join your caravan. And of course, while you're making this journey, a uh, hey, something could happen, whereas they reveal their true colors, their true intentions, to and they can steal from you. Um, even turn on you and kill some of the other people that you need for your team. So you have to exercise caution with these types of things. Um, but basically, you know, you are of course facing against, you know, other humans you face against some of the, uh, the, the uh, you know, also some of the Vikings themselves, but you also face against these enemies called droids, which are they're kind of like robotic enemies, they have, like, a lot of heavy shield. You have to break through their armor to get to them, to basically, you know, kill them off. Um, but you have to exercise a lot of strategy. Uh, as I described in my review, the way that they lay out the battlefield, the boards, it's, it's very, very, you know, very, very well done. When you actually do a move or execution, it's very well animated. Uh, you can tell there is no hesitation, stuff like that. Um, So, on the surface, all these things work well about the game. If I have to talk about any of the negative things that I noticed, there were a few scenarios that start to happen within the actual choices that become somewhat repetitive. Now, for instance, you can talk to somebody and you decide to trust somebody and they rob from you or you decide to do it. I mean, it happens all too often where there are these choices that, They end up being somewhat similar, or very similar. Um, And that becomes a little bit of of annoyance. But it is a game of strategy, and you have to really think about your decisions before you make them. Um, Also, the difficulty spikes considerably higher as you get into the deeper levels of the game. Uh, And particularly, the last boss battle was wow. That battle was absolutely ridiculous, because... I had made some choices in which I had lost a key character that I needed for that battle. So it was a little bit more difficult for me to get past that final stage. Um, But overall, I mean, on the surface, you will like the challenge because it's going to force you to think about how you're, you know, using your, your weapons, your magic, all that type of stuff. So in those regards, it's a, very, very well done game. Once again, independent studio, you know, and you already know a lot of independent studios often make better games than the AAA publishers. so they should take note of that um, specifically. But overall, great game. I have no real complaints other, other than I really do hope they make a sequel, but that will all depends on what happens with this King trademark um, situation. So.
0: Which is a good segue into exactly what I was about to talk about. <laughs> uh, so for those unaware, King, the developer or publisher or whatever, of the wildly popular Candy Crush Saga, and I think another <laughs> game is Bubble Witch Saga, all of those random you know mobile Facebook games that your girlfriends play all the time, those games, the developer of that, has filed a trademark dispute against the Banner Saga. And the reason for this is because the Banner Saga was, um, they already started planning their sequel, right? And they, you know, want to use the name Saga because it's a saga, it's a story, you know, continuation of a tale. And that's Mm -hmm. the name that they're going with, and they are wanted to make a sequel. But King has apparently tried to file a trademark on the word Saga. Yes. The actual literal word saga they're trying to claim a copyright on. And the funny thing about this is, is um, they issued a statement after their claim and in their statement they say King has not and is not trying to stop Banner Saga from using its name. We do not have any concerns that they're trying to build on our brand. However, like any prudent company, we need to take all appropriate steps to protect our IP. So they're saying that they don't really fear that they're trying to use the word saga. But then it gets interesting because if you read the lingo and the actual text of their claim, it says, um, applicant banner saga is confusingly and deceptively similar to opposers previously used saga words. So there you go. This company is out of their mind. But it's it's funny because if you look at the history of the world – There have been several games already that have used the word Saga previous to King using the word Saga. And I'm just going to read off a quick little list here on RockPaperShotgun.com because they put together a list just to kind of poke fun at how stupid this is. Um, Blue Orb Studios made a game that was called Saga. Uh, Square Enix has a series of games by the name of Saga. Mm -hmm. Westwood made an RPG called Mars Saga. Uh, Nako Games has a series called Hoshi Saga. Atlas has Metal Saga. And there's also Divinity 2, the Dragonite Saga, which you've already talked about. Namco has Sigma Star Saga and Coldicep Saga. There's a VD game that just came out in December called Sorcery Saga. There's Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga and God of War Saga Collection. These so, are all just... that's just a handful. So according to this company's logic...
3: None of those names could be that were mentioned would be allowed to use the name Saga because Candy Crush used Saga, right?
2: It it's so yeah, stupid because like it, isn't Candy Crush like predominantly like a a mobile game?
0: Yeah, it's bejeweled and, with a fancy coat of paint on it. That's all it is.
2: The banner Saga isn't even on mobile. Like, how can they be threatened by? That dang.
0: It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. And it's there's another really funny thing about this is there's an indie game jam coming up. I don't have the exact dates and details, but the topic of the game jam is to make a game about candies crushing or sagas. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> They're what? taking a direct shot, and they even give you bonus points. They said if you can also work in the word scrolls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a real thing.
3: <laughs> that was completely dumb.
0: Oh yeah, it's awesome though. And also, it's even funnier because if you look at like the App Store, if you type in something like Candy Crush Saga or whatever, you're gonna get hundreds of copy of of copycat games that are almost identical. But they're not filing any claims against those games, are they? They're only filing well, it against this one game because I'm assuming because the game got popular. That's the only reason.
2: Yeah. See, see the thing is, I thought that's why they made they they trademarked the word because you know I, I know that there's Candy Crush clones all over iOS and Android. So I figured that's that's probably why they made the the trademark. But Another, they're attacking they're attacking a game that's not even on mobiles. It's, yeah. So, it's. Still, so backwards
0: it's ridiculous yeah it's absolutely ridiculous so well okay going back to actual banner saga though there's one real quick thing that i just noticed reading the steam page that i didn't know previously um for anyone that is considers himself a youtube connoisseur of music um i know i've i've shown this girl to you gary uh, the girl that i showed you that plays like a guitar and she's singing skyrim songs Moluka.
2: Yes. Oh, yeah. She yeah.
0: has music in Banner Sog. Oh,
2: really? Moluka has yeah.
0: music in this game. Yeah. Wow. She's in there. And some other YouTube uh, sensations. Uh, Peter Hollins, he's a acapella vocalist and a violinist by the name of Taylor Davis. But yeah, Moluka is the one to sit out to me because she has a beautiful voice. So, yeah, there's another fun fact for you. I'm here to educate. That's what I'm here for. Thank you, oh, Professor. Fact. All right. Um, do you guys even want to do the spotlight? Because this episode's already gotten long. Wait, do you want to save it for a future episode? Leave people in suspense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We could do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We're not even gonna tell you what it was about. You'll just have to wait and come back in two weeks for the next episode. <laughs> Oh. Or it might be three weeks. I'm not sure because I don't know when you guys are posting co-op, so I don't know.
1: Oh, oh. Whoa! Whoa! I know.
0: We'll see. Whoa! All right. Well, it was fun talking with you guys. Had a good time. Are there any final thoughts before Gary and Assad pass out?
2: Lightning returns. Valentine's Day. Uh,
0: ah, Grand's not going to be happy.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I
3: know. you the original series. <laughs> <kid. laughs> sounded so depressed. Mm. Sounded believable. It actually sounded so sincere when you said that. You yeah, sounded like your I heart know. was breaking.
0: <laughs> uh, I can't say much. That's Valerie's birthday, so.
1: <laughs>
2: well, oh, wow. You go to Western, you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What about you, Rich? Oh, I have no closing statements. Um, No. Very much looking forward to